I'm Trey Washington from KTBS3, and we welcome you to Education Checkup. We look forward to sharing the positives and the challenges of our local schools. We will talk with education leaders, teachers, and community leaders, letting our community know what is happening and talking about ideas to share between schools in our community. We will have new episodes every Monday, and you can find KTBS Education Checkup wherever you listen to podcasts. So let me introduce to you my co-host, Dr. Philip Roseman. We've got a pretty cool episode up ahead here. We do, we do. We're gonna talk with a very innovative idea that I think is really something that could change the world as it relates to that. And I wanna, I wanna introduce my friend, Craig Lee, uh, who has been a community activist for as long as I've been here, <laughs> and that's a long time. A long time. And, uh, uh, he's done. A, he's worked in all areas in terms of politics, city council, working the school board, work on education. Uh, and Craig, I mean, it's like people like you that make the world run and try to make this place a better place. So we're thankful. This new thing that you're involved in, that I think you were part of the leadership in, mm -hmm. um, is uh, is just something else mm -hmm. called dad's on duty yes uh, and it really met a need I think uh, and meets a need mm -hmm. maybe more than even just the one or two schools that we might be doing it tell us a little bit about how dad's on what dad's on duty is and how I got started so this past September uh, at Southwood High School I was contacted on September the 6th by Daphne Malone Lott um, she had indicated that they had a gang situation going on at Southwood. And it was at that particular point that my affiliation with uh, Mike Lafitte, who was at that time the president of the NAACP, came into full play. Um, Mike has a, a daughter at Southwood, and he was the president of the NAACP, so I thought it was a very good opportunity for him to lead um, the charge on um, the situation and I would provide air support. Uh, immediately um, the situation didn't um, jump off but on September the 16th and 17th when the gang fights erupted that went viral throughout the world um, Mike called me on that that Friday which was the 17th and said we were going to have a meeting on the 20th and Mike called some of the guys that he knew best at Southwood on the 19th and they had a meeting and that 20th boots on the ground dads on duty um, usa was born and the whole concept was to basically now um, bring the first line of defense into southwood and that being the fathers grandfathers and positive role models in the city of shreveport to now basically assist the school administrators the educators the coaches with not only security but bringing a positive essence to the um, to the school so that we could try to do the crime prevention anti-violence um, prevention you know what's really i feel strongly about is how these guys have come together they're volunteers yes they work every yeah. day at least 40 hours a week and yes. probably more yes and yet they take their time and do this for the community and for the school yes Tell me what drives volunteerism like that. I, I just, what drives that? The, the, the number one thing is that all of these guys are fathers. I mean, all of them. I'm the only non-father on the, on the, on the uh, rostrum. And like you said, I've, I've kind of like been the grassroots advocate on an array of different issues. 
So to see fathers step up because their children go to the school, and like I remember Reverend uh, George McCain, he has grandchildren there. Now I have relatives at the school, but all of them have either children or grandchildren, and that was the, the driving force. Um, our good uh, member John Knox, who works for uh, Halliburton, his daughter goes there and he had two sons there. So you're talking about people who are vested, they have vested interests in that institution, not only for their children, but the other children, their children's friends. So that was the, the main impetus. How hard was it to get to get the group together? In other words, was it very difficult? You had to work days and weeks to get people or did people see it and want to be part of it? Immediately. Now, again, Mike knew of the core group of people that he wanted to be involved with. And so that's why I thought instead of me taking on the lead role in this, I thought it was Mike's opportunity to shine because he, with Mike being a parent, he already had the connection and, and they came. I mean, he made the call out and they came and then Dr. Pendleton came that Sunday. Tony Nations even showed up at that particular meeting, the school board representatives. So it wasn't, it wasn't difficult. And some of the other guys, they just came along as, as we've now evolved into our second year and now we've started to recruit because we really didn't recruit after that meeting. We tried to figure out all the kinks and nuances of what we needed to do. And so we've been slowly bringing individuals on because we have to vet um, individuals. It's not like you can't just have anybody yeah. uh, on campus. So they have to go through a vetting process. But on the initial end, uh, Mike Lafitte did a great job of inviting the guys out that he felt um, that represented the positive aspect of fatherhood and grandfatherhood to bring into the fold. Why, why, do we need, why do you think we need organization like Dads on Duty at Southwood or any of our high schools, just across the board? Let me tell you, um, several years ago, my stepson, when he was sixth grade, Jalen Kennedy, he's actually now pre preparing to graduate from Bastrop High School. Uh, as a sixth, seventh grader, Jalen became the national spokesperson for Students Against School to Prison Pipeline. And what we found in the research that we did and then subsequently the work that Jalen and I started to do traveling throughout the country is that a lot of these young African-American children, African-American male children, because they're pretty much recruited into a lot of the violence from rap music and the other negative influences from their neighborhoods, they are lacking the father component. And not only are they lacking the positive father component, some of the young um, ladies, young females, they're lacking the father component. And so the gangs have recruited them almost as a family, so to speak. And now that peer pressure encourages it and entices them to get into criminal behavior. So you need positive fathers so they can see you don't have to be a drug dealer in order to generate money. You can be cool. Um, I think um, John Knox is probably our coolest dad. I'm, I'm cool, but I think he's the coolest one. He, he wears the Michael Jordans and all that kind of stuff. So, so they, yeah, they, they, they actually like him uh, even better than me. But um, they need to be able to see that so that they can relate. And then what now happens, the relationships that the, the students have with the, 
the um, children of the fathers, it now evolves. Um, I can recall a situation last year where a young lady was dating and she was a friend of John Knox's daughter and she was da supposedly dating this guy. And the guy had started to get show signs of domestic violence. John stepped in right away because she tried to discount what the young guy had done. John stepped in right away and said, hey, we're going to the office. For what? Uh, we're going to report him. And needless to say, he was able to, at an early age, stop domestic violence immediately at that particular level. So there are a myriad of things that we found out that ends up playing a role. And also the intelligence gathering. We had uh, three murders that we ended up preventing last year. Our chairman, uh, Mike Morgan, prevented two and a third. Just based on the intelligence gathering, we were able to get, because now we are, have befriended the children. And so they look at us as authority figures, but in a cool way, because we're not there to uh, try to, you know, beat them down. Da, 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 da. We we firmly maneuver by building relationships with them, so they give us intel as it relates to things that's about to happen. So, so they, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say that it sounds like you're building relationships. Oh yes. And relationships are very important because even with journalism, we know that building that trust in the community—that's mm -hmm. what a lot of People in neighborhoods have to trust you. So yeah. if you're working in their schools, they trust you, they'll come to you, they rely on you. And then I think people overlook what you mentioned to me was kind of positive representation. Yeah. So you have the streets and that looks, uh, you know, that, that looks attractive. But when you have someone who's actually cool and a good representation that can kind of steer them on the right path. Exactly, exactly. And and you know, I, I told um, some of the guys, um, and I just keep on referencing back to John Knox. But each one of these guys represent a different component. But I reference him because sometimes he'll come up to the school in his Halliburton uniform. And a few times he asked, he said, well, Craig, I got my uniform on. I said, come on anyway. They need to see that. I remember the first time I saw Dr. Roseman come to the city council meeting in his scrubs. And, and I'm telling you, and this is not stroking Dr. Roseman's uh, ego or anything. He is the only physician that has dedicated himself, and this is no slight against any other um, doctor, surgeon, or whatever, but for him to be a surgeon and go from doing the surgical procedures that he does and coming to um, city council meeting, school board meeting, parents commission meeting, and then being the point person for an organization like the Alliance for Education, I said, well, if they can see the scrub, that now brings a whole different perspective. Mm -hmm. Every now and then, you know, he'll have his suit on, but for the most part, you're gonna see him in that. Well, you've seen him in a suit. I've never even seen him in a suit. <laughs> it's, it's rare, it's rare. It's, it's typically he's gonna, so, but that's the uniform for the surgeon. So I, I try to get the guys to come with their uniform on. I don't care if we're at a city council meeting or whatever, they need to see positive, um, men, primarily African-American men, now in their work uniform so that they can see you can be cool, you can be accountable, you can be responsible, you can work, and now you can also advocate for positive energy um, there. And so th these guys do a great job of it. And I'm always complimenting them because 
I've been in this thing, like Dr. Roseman said, for now, this is my 27th year of doing grassroots advocacy. And this is the first group of guys that I've dealt with in the 27 years. And I told them, I'm so proud of them, that they have now dedicated themselves to a singular purpose of not only curbing um, violence in schools, but being positive role models as it relates to youth empowerment advocates. And I compliment them um, every day. Absolutely. You know, my, I don't know if you know this, my, my uh, mother was a school nurse for 40 years. Yeah, I didn't know that. And um, she would say over and over again that the problems that were going on in the school and in the community were related to the fact that our families are falling exactly. apart. And we don't have the role models uh, for every child. Yeah. Not everybody comes home to a two-parent exactly. family. You know, so it's the need of the, the, to see a role model of a man that is doing a man's work, yeah. you know, I mean, is it's an amazing thing. Hey, Doc, I, I, we had our kickoff, and, and Troy um, did the interview as we were kicking off the recruitment season. And I made a provocative statement at the kickoff. And I asked the question, I said, where does life, the conception of life begin? And they said, with the, uh, with the female woman. I said, no, it actually begins with the male man. They were like, what do you mean? You have to have the sperm connecting with the, the, the female first in order to now have her incubate life inside of her. So our premise was simple. If life, the concept of life begins with the male man, that's an irrefutable fact, sperm going in, inside a female woman. We have to now be the primary role models for the protection. That has to start with us. And, and far too often, a lot of females are left in a position where they are not having these positive guys in the, in the position. We have a student right now, and I uh, have no problem mentioning his name. His name is Dexter. He's in a situation where he is um, um, solo, living on his own, attending Southwood. He, he is uh, um, connected with his mother, but his mother uh, moved over to Harden to take his um, sister to school there. He pays for his own way. He's a cowboy. Listen to me. He raises, he has his own horses. He is in the whole 4-H thing. He made a 27 on his ACT and is now looking to be a professional um, cowboy rodeo person. And they are recruiting him big time. And I told him this morning, anything that we can do with dads on duty, our jobs to be able to help you. So we're filling in the gaps where some of the fathers are not there. And even if the fathers are there, it, we want to make sure that we continue that fatherhood. And we're now recruiting those guys to come because if they can see 200 guys at that school, with dads on duty, that's going to change the whole dynamic. And if your, your dad is at that school, and we're also going to be launching moms on duty, if positive moms and fathers who can dedicate that volunteering time come up to the school to assist, you're going to see a lot of the negative behavior now start to see. So Y'all built these relationships with the kids, much like in my day, there would be either a school resource officer or there would be a... Uh, maintenance person, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. uh, that we would always talk with. That would be somebody we could talk to. The yeah. same thing is same happening thing. here. 
with dads on duty. Yeah. How, how does the how does the teachers, the principals, the leadership of the school, how do they react to this, and how do they feel about it, and how have they worked with y'all? For the most part, they especially we wouldn't be in the school as easy as we got in if it hadn't been for Dr. Pendleton. So so definitely kudos and shouts out to her. The majority of the administrators, uh, teachers, um, coaches have embraced us. The few who didn't, I think what was going on, especially with all of the international press that we um, received, I think there were uh, there was a little bit of like, wow, you know, they're coming up and now they're getting all the glory. But here's what I started to tell them because most of them are not in the mix of understanding the politics. Neither Kim Pendleton as the administrator or any of the teachers can speak directly to the media unless they get it approved through Cato Paris, right? So we are the positive conduits for them. So we can say things that they can't. Yeah. And so I said to a few of them, don't look at us as anything other than an assistant to what you all are trying to do. We're not here to take anybody's jobs. Trust me, we got our own jobs. So whether it's security, whether it is chaperoning children to a museum, whether it is doing what we're doing right now, doing an essay competition um, around the NFL and having a parent and a, and a child win two tickets to go to see the New Orleans Saints play this football game, Whatever it is, we are in the mix to be able to help. And so as we started to get that message out, a lot of the um, other teachers who may have been, been a little bit leery, they, they jumped on board. So two things. Um, you mentioned <clears throat> the contest that we mm -hmm. talked about. Mm -hmm. Now that specific contest, a lot of us know that some of these kids, they've never been able to go to a football game exactly. or anything like that. So we know that experiences, that lets you know what's out there, the possibilities. And what I love about your organization, and you've partnered with someone for this contest. Yes, well. J-Max Enterprise. Exactly. So you guys are partnering with other organizations mm -hmm. to make it possible for a lot of these students that may not get to travel, see yeah. different things, to see life outside of Shreveport. And that really just it opens your mind exactly. to the possibilities. So Absolutely. there's representation that's a factor, but there's also opening these students up to what is out there and that there's a large world out there of possibilities that you may not necessarily see in your neighborhood, but it's out there. So let us show you. Let us show you, and let me tell you, that particular program is just, project is just one of them. Our mainstay, Dr. Roseman, I thought about this, and I was like, okay, each year children are gonna be graduating. How can we really impact them so they can see that positivity pays off? So I thought about a, a contest that we could have that we challenged them, and it was a car giveaway. Yeah. Whether you're a great student, or a marginal student, or a bad student, or a wannabe thug student, we found that everybody wants a vehicle. <laughs> and so we didn't want to just do any vehicle. What we wanted to do was get a used vehicle so we can make sure that the insurance cost was um, low, get a used vehicle, and we partnership, like Troy just said, 
with someone who restores vehicles. So we formed an alliance with Algernon Williams of Big Boys Toys, Steel Big, um, nonprofit, and he agreed to now remodel the cars. And we gave our first car away this past uh, uh, spring. Uh, Rondisha Williams, she graduated number two in the class uh, from Southwood. She won the car. And at first, we just wanted a, a 1994 Toyota Tercel. My mom donated it to the organization. We just wanted that painted and whatnot. Al put new tires on it, rims, the whole nine. <laughs> and it, very nice vehicle. She got the car. She's in school now. I just talked to her the other day, loving it. Insurance is only $108. $108 for liability insurance on her mother's policy. So we're looking at these partnerships and that's going to now bring in um, car manufacturers. It's going to bring in a variety of insurance companies. So we look at now tailor making insurance products for children who now come out of school because we want to show them this is what can happen when you're a positive young person within that. So whether it's with the NFL, the cars, or any program project that we're doing, we're forming alliances with different corporate partners. Well, this and, is yeah, and one thing I'll say is um, when we first started this podcast, one of the intros that I did for Dr. Roseman was kind of talking about how he, his parents, they were not doctors, but there was something that showed you that the path and going, you know, following the education that you could become whatever it is that right. you wanted to become. And I think that all of us share similar stories like that. And we just need to know that certain things are possible. Exactly. I think, um, I never really shared much of my story, but, uh, my dad's a sanitation truck driver growing up, and my mom was a teacher's aide. My mom was a single mom, did not go back into school until later. Mm -hmm. But I had the grades, and I was a gifted and talented from being younger, but I never saw anyone in my family go into television. Mm -hmm. So anytime that I'm on that screen, to me, I feel like I'm showing young girls exactly. who may not come necessarily from that background that they're able to know that exactly. if I can do it, it's also possible for you. Exactly. So programs like this, I think that they allow you the opportunity to see that it doesn't really matter what the exact background is. Mm -hmm. If you can dream it, you can really achieve it, and there are people who will help you do exactly. it. Exactly. And that's what y'all are doing. It Really, it's just been a fantastic conversation, and uh, thank you, Craig, for coming down and thank talking you. with us and sharing it with other people. I think they're going to see it as amazing as I do. Uh, you're making the connections. Um, you're making connections at the school that with connections with kids. You know, you're doing things that, you know, is the whole child, not just the academics, but the whole child. Exactly. And and you're doing it at, the, at our school here in Shreveport, Louisiana. So we're thankful for that. Um, and I'm just going to leave you with one last question, okay, mm -hmm. which is, do you think this could be done other places? Well, it's already, um, let me tell you, we launched our first chapter in Las Vegas last year, and then the second chapter came on, and, and we hadn't even gotten everything uh, formalized. Uh, the second chapter came in North Little Rock. We will be going worldwide, but what I told the guys on my board, I said we need to pull back because it was just the, uh, 
attention was so great. I said, we have to concentrate on making sure that our infrastructure is solid in Shreveport, Caddo, because I don't want this to be a fly in the pan thing. So we pulled back and we now formulated the overall game plan of being youth empowerment advocates. And we now understand that our mission is to transform the minds and the spirits of not only their youth, but their um, the entire village. That means their immediate extended families. That even means the um, people who work in the school system. Everybody has to go through a mental and spiritual transformation if we're going to do this. And now as we move forward, we can then now put other chapters out. It is our objective to have dads on duty in 27 of the 32 elementary schools, uh, five of the eight um, junior high schools, and eight of the 10 high schools before the semester is ended. Because Dr. Roseman, what we see, we wanna curb the negative behavior early before it yeah. Um, it evolves at the junior high school level. So by the time they get to high school, it is basically reduced. So you've been touched by dads on duty um, early in the ball game. Before we came over here today, we stopped at Atkins Elementary for a uh, festival that they had. So we're coming in early in the ball game. And what we're doing, and you're going to love this, Doc, there's an irrefutable fact about every child, I don't care who they are, um, ethnicity, gender, they have three fathers and three mothers going back two generations. Meaning they have a biological father and two biological grandfathers. Mm -hmm. Follow me. At Southwood, we have 1,400 students. So three times 1,400 is 4,200 potential fathers and grandfathers who could volunteer. Our goal is one and a half to five percent at every school, elementary, junior high, high school. At Southwood, that's 63 to 210 fathers working between a morning, afternoon, and late afternoon shift. So we now have this down where it had, we continued to interview and been the rock stars of the new world. We wouldn't have uh, figured this out. So now our infrastructure is in place. We're going to get everything solidified at Southwood, at Ridgewood. So we have a test case to show what happens with the feeder program, and then we can launch throughout the entire parish. So that's the long answer to your question. It is yes, but our focus is on Shreveport Caddo yes. first and foremost. But man, we get calls. The BBC came in from England to, do, to, to interview us um, last month. Well, in August. So, yes, this has galvanized something throughout the world to see positive male figures involved. And we're challenging other positive fathers to get involved. But it starts at the home. That's the first dad on duty and mom on duty is at the home. And then it comes into the school system. Well, I'll tell you this. I hope that whoever's running for mayor, and there's lots of them, We'll see this right here and say this is what we need to do for our community. Exactly. To do the things we've been talking about doing in this community forever. You have a real opportunity, y'all have a real opportunity to make huge change. And you know, I'm just thankful to, to see it happen. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Um, thank you for sharing. Uh, and we're going to talk more about this. Yes, indeed. Thank you.
I mean, it's been a year, right? You yeah. guys have been. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're year old. Year. Yeah, we're a year old. <laughs> and you have how many? We have right now about 50. Yeah. 50. Yeah. And the goal by the end of the year, I know by, you have some. By the, by the end of the year at Southwood, our goal is to have 210 and then be in the other schools um, in, in that district and have the other 20, 27 elementary schools. We mean the school year, correct? Yeah. yeah. So 210. So that's just at, that's just at Southwood. Each school, see, here's the beautiful thing. No father or, or mother or member of dad's on duty is going to have to go to another school. You're going to be at that school. Your school. That's okay. your school. Okay. That's your school. So as we have Ru Rudolph Glass, he's going to spearhead Booker T. Washington. He's going to recruit children from Booker T. Because there's an irrefutable fact about every school there, student there. Three fathers, three mothers. Mm -hmm. So you focus on the recruitment effort there. And you just stay at that particular institution. And now, guess what? The next year that comes up, you still got more um, individuals. Rudy is a grandfather, so he's involved in that process. To Ned Atkins, one of my good partners, Eric Thomas, his, his grandson goes to Atkins first grade. So guess what? He's going to be dad's on duty at Atkins. Mm -hmm. He follows him from Atkins to junior high, from junior high to whatever high school. That is how we now begin to navigate that overall change. Bring the clergy in, bring the business community in, bringing all of those entities in. And look, doc, you're going to love this. We changed our positioning statement. We changed it. Instead of saying transform your minds to shine, guess what? We, we changed it. Say less, do more. <laughs> I like it. Say less, do more. Yeah. Stop talking, get involved, and do. And right. on that note, I think that we'll go ahead and wrap this conversation up because, to be honest, that's the best message that we want to send. Say less, do more. Do more. And I think that that serves us all, right? It does. <laughs> we'll have new episodes every Monday, and you can find KTBS Education Checkup wherever you listen to podcasts.